We meet today in Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah chapter 35 has 10 verses. Here we talk of the blessings of the millennium, a picture of the kingdom. After the great and awesome destruction predicted in the preceding chapter, the prophet turns again to a message of hope for the future. As we come to this chapter, we can thank God that the war of Armageddon is not the end of all things. Chapter 35 is a poetic gem. There is a high sense of poetic justice in this chapter, which concludes the section on judgment. The fires of judgment have now burned out, and the sword of justice is sheathed. The evening of earth trouble is ended, and the morning of millennial delights has come. This section closes on the high plane of peace, having been through the suffering to peace, through the night to the dawn, through judgment to salvation, through tears to joy in the morning. The calm of this chapter is in contrast to the storms of judgment of the previous chapter and even those that preceded it. We can say with the writer of Song of Solomon, the winter is past and the flowers appear on the earth, according to Song of Solomon 2 verse 11 and verse 12. In this chapter we are told that the material earth will be restored. It's not just the nation Israel that will be restored, but even the material world will be restored as well. First, we see that the material earth will be restored and the case of sin will be lifted, removed. The prophet Isaiah now turns to a message of hope for the future. After the great destruction of the tribulation period will come the blessings of the millennial age when the desert shall rejoice and the blossom as the rose. In the Messiah's kingdom, all spiritual evil and physical catastrophe will be reversed and the land and the people will be blessed. This is future. But before this future can be realized, the only place this can be realized is when Christ's kingship and lordship, messiahship, is experienced in each individual heart of every person. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Isaiah 35 Verse 1. This verse begins a chapter of an evangelistic message and exalted vision of the future of redeemed Israel. Palestine today is already showing a fulfillment of this prophecy in the lush vegetation and great productivity of the land. You see, they are turning some of the desert areas into forest and growing trees. We are informed today that the deserts of the world are being enlarged each year. They are not being reduced in size. Drought and soil erosion are hastening this process. Today pollution is filling the earth. All of this will be reversed in the millennium. And the smog will be lifted and the case of sin will be removed. The familiar and beautiful statement, the wilderness shall blossom as the rose, is an apt and happy picture of the earth's future. 
as we see where the desert is blossoming. Thank God for some of the developments taking place in the land of Israel, particularly as it refers to the forestration of the land. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellence of our Lord, the excellence of our God. Isaiah 35 verse 2. Now, probably the prophet has in mind the transformation that comes over a land when winter ends and spring with its characteristic flower suddenly comes with the advent of a few warm days. The whole face of the earth is changed. So will it be with the desert. You see, Lebanon's glory is found, of course, in its wonderful cedars, while Camel and the valley of Sharon that runs south from it were also covered with trees and other plant life. In the Bible, the glory of God is often manifested in history, but here it is seen in nature. The beauty and the splendor of transformed nature will be seen to be a reflection of the beauty and splendor of the Creator and Redeemer. That is what Isaiah chapter 40 verse 5 talks about. Actually, the Apostle Paul tells us that creation is groaning and travailing in pain, according to Romans chapter 8 verse 22. While in the millennium, all creation will rejoice. Again, what a prospect, what a hope. You look forward to it. And in that prospect, it's not only the physical earth that will be restored, but men, human beings, will be renewed. The prophet turns briefly to his urge and the fear that gripped the hearts of so many of his people in the face of the external threats. Fear in the heart affects the ability of the hands to work for God and of the feet to walk in his ways. His point is that the bodies of men will be renewed as will the psychological part of men. The bodies of men will be renewed and that is talking of the feet. But the psychological part of men is now making reference to the heart which can be gripped with fear. But you will be renewed. What a prospect again. Isaiah 35 verse 3 says, Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Creation is waiting for us to get our new bodies. So meanwhile, while we are here, we can strengthen our weak hands and make firm the feeble hands. But really, new bodies are in waiting. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With recompense of God, he will come and save you. Isaiah 35 verse 4. This is wonderful. Speak to those who are fearful. What is the message? Be strong, do not fear. Behold your God 
In other words, when fear is visiting you, see God like Isaiah in chapter 6 in his time of depression in a gloomy state of mind. He went into the house of the Lord. What did he see? He saw the Lord sitting on the throne, highly exalted in righteousness. So be strong. And that statement is again the command, is reminiscent of the often repeated command of God to Joshua to be strong and very courageous. That command was given in Deuteronomy 31, verse 6 to verse 7 and verse 23. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 to verse 7 and then verse 9 and verse 18. Be strong and very courageous. Now, Making this more contemporary, biblical realism requires that peace be the result of righteousness. And righteousness demands the punishment of sin. Only when God has judged the enemies of his people can his salvation in all its fullness be theirs. My friend, in the midst of the storm of judgment, God's people can rejoice because they will know that God will come and save them. The church has the added hope and joy of never experiencing the great tribulation period. Oh yes, he will not allow his chosen one to go through this pain. Thus, they will be raptured and removed, and the tribulation will be the experience of those not believing at that time. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lamb shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sink. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. Isaiah 35, verse 5 and verse 6. You see here, sickness and disease and all afflictions are the result of men's sin. These two will be lifted up. The blind shall be opened, the ears shall be unstopped, the lamp shall leap, the tongue of the dumb will sing. And what more will happen? The waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and the streams in the desert. You can imagine what is happening and all the creatures rejoicing at what God will be doing. Please note that the physical and the spiritual sight and hearing here have a symbolic relationship. God's ultimate kingdom in which his people will have glorified bodies and a perfected spirituality will be characterized by spiritual sight and physical strength. Physical and spiritual sight and hearing, all of these will be theirs. The healed lamb is likely not only to walk, but he will limp. He will leap for joy, as what happened to the one who was healed in Acts chapter 3 verse 8. And whatever be the first utterance of the loosened tongue, it will certainly give vent to joy. There will be rejoicing, or it will be a burst of praise. Praise the Lord! Almost you would say they would need to have the Hallel Psalms and just sing Hallelujah, for the Lord is good. Now here is Isaiah chapter 35, verse 7 to verse 9. The perched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. 
in the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go upon it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Again, the promise of that beautiful future. What a beautiful picture we have here of the earth during Christ's kingdom on the earth. Once again, the glories of the millennial kingdom are extolled here. The way of salvation will be made so plain that in that day even the wayward man, though he is a fool, will be able to understand and will not be deceived. What a joy. Many people today in this world who even look so intelligent, you just see them fooled and cowed to follow all kinds of false teachers. But in that day, it will be so obvious to walk in the truth. This will be the result of the presence of Christ and the praise and the absence of the enemy, the devil. That is what Revelation chapter 20 verse 1 to verse 6, what will happen to the enemy? He will be bound and thrown into this pit and never again to tempt the saints. Now the members of God's family will return to Zion. Here we see the spirit of earth, that is man. That spirit will be renewed spiritually. The most joyous periods of the year for the people of Judah had been the three pilgrim feasts when they had gone up the highways to Zion, singing their pilgrim songs or the songs of our sins. The note of joy, the oracle opens with and with which can be descended through the language of its very part now takes over completely. It is a note of joy. Sorrow and sighing are denied any place in this revelation of God's purpose of joy for his people. That is the anticipation of God's people as they move back to Zion, members of God's family. And what is this referring to? It's referring to the nation Israel. Why? Because the church will have been removed. The church will not be there. The rapture will have removed them. Isaiah 35 verse 10 tells us, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now, can you think of anything nicer than this? I can still remember as a young Christian singing this verse, even though I did not understand the full extent of its meaning. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain... Gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. A wonderful passage of the word of God, even put to music. But it is actually talking of the children of God returning back 
to their land, coming to Zion. This not only includes Israel, but it will include the redeemed who entered the millennia upon the earth. In Zechariah 14, verse 16 to verse 17, we read, And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. We can say that with the old Puritan Richard Baxter, hasten, O Savior, the time of thy return. Delay not, lest the living give up their hope. Delay not, lest earth shall grow like hell, and thy church shall be crumbled to dust. O hasten, that great resurrection day, when the graves that received but rottenness and retain but dust shall return, the glorious stars and suns, thy desolate bride saith, Come, the whole creation saith, Come even so, come, Lord Jesus, the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain, waiting for the pre-revealing of the sons of God. Well, the highway of holiness is the highway here from the desert of suffering to the blessing of a new life. I want to walk that highway, my friend. It is a wonderful highway to walk on. Only those following God find the highway of holiness. Only the redeemed of the Lord travel on the highway of holiness. They will be protected from the evil and the wicked. The wicked travelers and even harmful animals on the way. Today, God is preparing a way for his people to travel to his home and he will walk with us. God never stops at pointing the way for us to go. He is always beside us as we go, my friend. That is such a consolation. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you will miss that way, my friend, having heard the word of God, condemnation will come on you. Walk in the way. Thus ends the first major division of the book of Isaiah with all the blessings of the millennial kingdom. Had the book of Isaiah concluded at this point, the reader would have been greedy to be dissatisfied. But there is still more wonders to come, for the greatest oracles of this wonderful book are still in the future, are still in prospect. That is what we will cover as we continue now from this point, moving into another section, talking of what this glorious hope and joy and celebration brings to the children of God. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. 
I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code 27 followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.